Show your patriotism with the flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone. It's great to have you here. It's almost 2024. How exciting. I'm so ready to be done. I'm really in this mood of looking forward. And I think it's useful to look back on what we've been through to see what the opportunity is for the future. When you look at 2023... Well, 2022 was brutal I, by, I, by everybody's standards. And 2023, we were really hoping that things would get better. And Biden's economy has and the policies have really put us in a very precarious situation. We're going to cover the economy in the next several shows uh, coming up. So just stay tuned on that because we are, are going to be looking at where is this mess going? But for right now, I want to take a look back at where we began this year. If you remember, we launched the Jen Charlton Show, the first show of 2023. Take a listen. Welcome back. Welcome back to the new Jen Charlton show. So excited to be here with you. And today we are talking about actually kind of a very sad situation in our country today. And I have with me today my dear friend Liz Harrington. And so welcome back. Welcome to the Jen Charlton show. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. So you've been in the throes of dealing with Jan 6 as, you know, working with President Trump what are your thoughts? I mean, after the past couple of days, I think it's a very emotional time for the country, don't you think? Well, it's been two years, really, since we lost our country, right? Where our leaders did not have the courage to do what the people were asking them to do, which was simply investigate the fraud that they saw right before their eyes. And the states and the state legislatures were asking just... Can we have our electors back? Can we do a 10-day investigation? Can we look into this? Is what the people are demanding. And they refuse to do it. And they really have distorted what that day was. Because in many ways, that day was a coming together of the American people exercising their fundamental right to express their grievances to their government. And they did it on a massive scale. And that was one of the biggest crowds, I think, ever. They gathered on the mall in freezing temperatures uh, to hear President Trump's speech, which was a powerful speech. Um, and everything since, the media has distorted what actually happened. And worse, they've weaponized those lies to punish dissent 
to go after regular average Americans and Trump supporters and intimidate. They created an unconstitutional Marxist unselect committee it's been her- that has harassed their political opponents, trying to put their number one political opponent in jail. And this is third world country territory, which is exactly what you get when you get third world country style elections, which is what people were there protesting in the first place. So we can't forget why people were there. We can't forget that people are still in jail right now. I mean, totally in violation of their Bill of Rights and due process and the Constitution. And President Trump is still working on this issue. He's still committed uh, to helping people who, you know, really have been victims of a tyrannical government. So we, I'm glad, Jen, that you're bringing, you know, more attention to this to little people are even talking about it. And it's been two years. And the one of the judges who's been presiding over these really sham cases, they're so stacked against everybody in the D.C. Circuit, is retiring because they said, I don't want to spend the next four or five years doing these cases because the Justice Department's about to bring a thousand more against people. A thousand more I mean, people? A, a thousand more cases. My yes. goodness. I mean, how many people actually even went into the Capitol? Many, by the way, were let in. I mean, the lies about this is just astounding. So that means they're doubling down. They're going to get They're worse. trying to destroy us. They're trying, they're trying to, to break intimidate. Us. Break and us. They're, exactly. And they're trying to make sure that nobody stands up to them again. And we can't let that happen. We have to know what our rights are, what the truth is, uh, and keep fighting for that. And we're going to have some, some real investigations, hopefully, uh, in the new Congress that just was sworn in and... They need to release all the hours of the tapes, of the 14,000 hours. They, why, if, if it was such this insurrection and so horrible, these Trump supporters, why would you be hiding all the video footage of what actually happened? Well, a couple of things. First of all, they've not been able to prove it to be an insurrection, so exactly. it's not that. And, and their, their lies and narrative don't make it so. It doesn't make it true because they spew it over and over and over again on MSNBC or all of those crazy uh, left-leaning progressive communist media. So insurrection happened on November 3rd when they stole the election and they turned upside down the process. This is about a corrupted Department of Justice because in the systemic breakdown of government overreach, and corruption to break people to comply this is communist behavior then in that overreach we have to make sure that we're looking at the pieces so one piece of it is department of justice because they're prosecuting us we the people but they're not prosecuting blm they're not prosecuting people uh, who are attacking federal buildings and burning down businesses and causing billions of dollars that blm did they were allowed to do that i think they may have been i'm going to say it here let's say they turned a blind eye to it they turned a blind eye to it so but here we are we're looking at a department of justice and i'm calling on the department of justice to do their job and to do it right or be done. And I want to give a shout out to the U.S. Marshals. What people have to understand is the Department of Justice has many, many tentacles. 
in the overall Department of Justice, one of the agencies, sub-agencies, is the U.S. Marshal Service. And they are heroes. Those people are heroes. So I love the U.S. Marshal Service. And they are housed within the Department of Justice. They do a lot of work on human trafficking and capturing and returning children to their families and saving lives. So they're amazing people. But otherwise, the Department of Justice is totally out of control. And a lot of us feel that it should be ended and something new needs to be created because they've just lost their way to the point where I don't really think even if there and there are good people in Department of Justice doing good work, meaning to do the right thing. I don't think they can operate properly within that corrupted system. They never will be able to have the power and authority to affect change. Any thoughts? It's it's so rotten. And hopefully what comes out of this new church committee also is an actual accountability for what they've done. I mean, the FBI has meddled in, I mean, we should probably go back even further, but we know they meddled in 2016. We know they meddled in 2020. They're meddling right now in our domestic politics. Um, the entire apparatus, uh, the Homeland Security, they're putting out security bulletins. You're a domestic terrorist if you question uh, elections and, and call out the fraud, which is right in your face. I, I mean, they're, they're telling you exactly who they are. And I had to laugh last night. You know, they opened the, the uh, floor of the Congress and they all recite the pledge and liberty and justice for all. And justice for who? They have not had equal justice these past two years especially do you have any thoughts that you can share from president trump what is his hope for us given what he's frankly endured to try and get us to the point where we are in uh, awake to what's really going on in our government he wants to save our country he sees it being totally destroyed and frankly just slipping away and like you said, he doesn't have to do any of this. He, he never had to throw his hat in the ring all those years ago. And it's been, you know, a complete and total harassment, unconstitutional attacks on him and his family ever since. But he feels so strongly for this country. I mean, and what's happening is heartbreaking. And that's why he gets involved and does what he thinks is right to make sure that we do you know, keep this country going until 2024, right? And make sure that we do have a fair election um, this next time around. I mean, the country really is on the line. He knows how important it is, and, and that's why he fights so hard. And and he, that's, I think, his message to the American people. You know, don't give up. He, he really is an ever-optimist also, and that our best days can be had. And they clearly can be. Uh, just more people have to do the right thing uh, and keep passionately fighting for this great country. Beautifully said. And I want to say something to those people who maybe have not done the right thing. And I don't think they're probably listening to this show, but I'll say it into the universe and somehow they'll get it. OK, if you didn't do the right thing, it's never too late to right your ship. Right. God has forgiveness. We have forgiveness, particularly if you come to us and say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. I witnessed this, and the gal down in Georgia is starting to do that, Ruby. So she's starting to talk about it because she knew she was doing the wrong thing. And you know what? Forgiveness is powerful, but condemnation is too. And you got to come clean about what you've done. If you were participating, if you witnessed something and you didn't say something, withholding is part of it. So we have to start to cleanse the soul of America 
by telling the truth and being being willing to stand up even when it's uncomfortable or shameful because we know we didn't do the right thing. God has forgiveness. We will have forgiveness and we will get through this together. God bless you, Liz. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Jen. It's always a pleasure. So that was insightful. That was the beginning of last year. And so much we have seen about the Department of Justice has really verified a lot of what we believed back then. And no conspiracy theories. This is reality in 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 uh, being revealed. When you look at the corrupt DOJ, there are so many revelations that have come out of Speaker Johnson and some of the work that the committees are doing now in this new Congress. And getting rid of McCarthy was probably the best thing we did because he didn't release all the tapes. He selected which ones to release. Johnson gave us the full breadth of what was really going on. And now we know so much more about Jan 6. When we come back from the break, I'm going to play some more clips from that show where we talked to Jerry Perna the aunt of Matthew Perna, and I took some excerpts from that interview that are very powerful, and also Michael Peruca. We'll be right back. When was the last time you had freshly made ice cream or candy? Sweeties on the Creek offers a wide selection of fresh, creamy ice cream made with natural flavors. Stop in for a new fun flavor or a classic yummy favorite perched on a freshly made waffle cone. Just in, Sweeties has a huge assortment of candy, including freshly made, in-store delicious chocolates. Your young ones will love all the plush toys and fun gifts, too. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Welcome back. This is Jen. And we are playing some excerpts and looking back on last year and really how we began the year, I think, laid the groundwork for so much that got revealed through the year. I want you to take a listen to uh, Jerry Perna. This, this was the hardest show I ever did. When I got out of that interview and the studio was dark and everybody had left, I sat here and wept. It was really hard. Take a listen. Um, my nephew, Matt, um, was 37 years old, um, 36 when he walked into the Capitol through an open door during the rally. And he stayed within the velvet ropes. He didn't touch anything. He didn't break anything. He didn't touch anybody or harm anyone. He was in about 10 minutes, and then he left. Matt had already found out from a friend that his picture was on there. And at 8 o'clock, um, he called the FBI office to turn himself in that morning. So he wasn't one of those people from January 6th who the FBI came and raided him at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, he turned himself in. Matt had no prior arrest records of any kind, not even a parking ticket prior to this. He was an articulate speaker. He was well-educated. He had a fantastic income he traveled worldwide um for several years he taught english to school children in thailand and south korea and he had a heart for this country um a week later they charged him with three or four misdemeanors trespassing parading the usual ones that they give everyone the attorney said this is this is a, a walk in the park no big deal and then shortly thereafter, the DOJ 
charged 240 of the J6ers with the felony charge of obstruction of an official proceeding. And that's when it got ugly. Matt's picture was on the front page of the newspaper, and it was reported every time that he broke into the Capitol, which was completely false. It's, it's like nothing anybody could imagine. Um, so Matt, on December 21st, 2021, he went to his attorney. He said, I, I need this to be over. I got to get my life back on track. How, how can we just make this all go away? The DOJ was not budging on any plea bargains of any kind. They weren't willing to drop any charges. And his attorney informed him that he should just plead guilty and it would be over quicker. And I know a lot of people have said, why are these J6ers pleading guilty if they weren't guilty? Well, uh, let me say, let me step in. They broke them. The DOJ, yes. through unconstitutional acts, including what we discussed earlier with Cynthia, no speedy trial, putting them in a gulag, in a solitary confinement for misdemeanors, and then conjuring up this thing that they charged 200, what did you say, 60 people with, okay, so that they could really get them, they broke them. And that's what communism does. Yes, exactly. And by pleading guilty, his attorney had told him that um, because he had no prior arrests or anything, um, he was looking at six to 12 months in a prison, federal prison camp, minimum security. And um, Matt kind of resigned himself to, to that, and he accepted it. As badly as we couldn't accept it as his family, he accepted it. And he even went online and researched what is life like. And just to give you some insight into what type of a person Matt, Matt was, he realized that he could put his education to use in prison he said you know what i'm going to do he says i'm going to take online courses and i'm going to pursue another degree and he says but at the same time he said i'm going to i'm going to teach um the inmates so that they can get their ged i'm going to help them get their ged he says so i'm going to spend my time productively helping people this is what was on his mind even as he was contemplating going to prison I have with me today Cynthia Hughes in studio, who started the Patriot Freedom Project to help people like Jerry and her family and the prisoners. And Jerry, that's how you all you all met. And and Jerry, your nephew, when what what happened that he finally gave up because he had he saw hope, he saw a way to make yeah. a difference despite his circumstances, which is extraordinary. What then happened that had him take his life? Well, his sentencing hearing was scheduled for March the 3rd. And um, the week before that, on that Monday, Matt was just, just filled with anxiety, and he called his attorney. He said, I'm very nervous about my hearing on March the 3rd. That is the same day his mother died, was March the 3rd. And he had a bad feeling about that day. And his attorney said, well, I got bad news. They've postponed your hearing to April Fool's Day, and they are seeking to add a terrorism enhancement at the last minute. That could have brought his sentence to four to six years in a federal prison. 
and Matt lost it. He called me on the phone. He was sobbing, just sobbing uncontrollably. I could barely understand him. He was so scared. And um, I kept telling him, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. It's going to be okay. And um, that Friday evening, my brother called me and told me I needed to purchase a plane ticket because Matt had just hung himself in his garage. I'm so sorry. And that was the worst day of my life. It will always be the worst day of my life. And the DOJ couldn't care less what they did to him and our family. He was 37 years old. He loved our country. And he died because our country turned their back on him. So that was Jerry Perna, and it's really hard to hear it again. But it's something that we can never forget. What they did to that young man and to so many J6ers is not only unconstitutional, it's inhumane. And it's evil. And these people in the DOJ who have prosecuted these cases in this manner without due process, jerking them around, upping the charges, all for what? Political gain. Political gain. And this year, they've done the same thing to President Trump. Now, we have a problem. Our problem is, how do we voice our concerns for the way that government is behaving or rather misbehaving if we can't even stand up and protest all the while BLM is out there burning the house down, so to speak? All the while BLM doesn't get arrested, and if they do, they're released immediately with no consequences. All the while, the head of BLM is caught getting personal money and buying houses. The whole damn thing has been a sham. And this is how we started 2023. And it got a whole lot worse throughout the year. When we come back, I'm going to have Michael Perutka's response to what he heard and his wisdom around constitutionality or lack thereof. We'll be right back. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek, we're scooping now, and TotalWellFit.com, an online boutique for wellness products that you'll enjoy. We'll be right back. Show your patriotism with a flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, Celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show. It's great to have everybody here with us today. As we wrap up 2023, we look back on all that we've endured 
And I, I'm afraid to say I don't think it's going to be, it's going to get a little, probably a little worse before it gets better. And I hate to tell you that, but we are in the midst of this battle and we all need to keep our head up, our ears open, our eyes open, and we need to do the right thing. And we need to make sure that others do the right thing. And uh, I'd like to go ahead now and play Michael Perutka's response to what happened. And again, this for me is a metaphor of all the things that have gone wrong because our Department of Justice is no longer that. Take a listen. Well, that the, Jen, first of all, thank you and congratulations on your new show and your new your new title for your thank show. You. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of that. Um, listening to Miss Miss Parna and hearing that story, I mean, it's just I have no breath. Um, I, I have it's just it, it, it takes your breath away. The the evil and the the consummate evil that 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 that, that, that we're witnessing in our country. Um, and yes, it is communism and yes it is uh the weaponization of the of the government against it against the people that it has a duty to protect and defend it's it's doing exactly the opposite this is what our, this is what world war three actually looks like jen um this is this is the way that we're being attacked it's not it's not a war of of guns and and bullets etc uh, at least uh, not overtly it is it is this uh this, in, this, in fact, what has happened is insurrection on the part of the agencies of government, and it, and the, the very evil thing is it, is that they reach out and they they call they they accuse you or they accuse their own people of doing of of what they actually are doing themselves, and you see that over and over. You see that taking place. Um, yeah, the, yeah. We the, have a this, saying for that, Michael. Remember, point one finger at them, and three are coming back at you. So when they're pointing their fingers at us, they got three coming back at themselves because they have done the deeds, not us. Right. And, and, you know, this is not new in history. uh, uh, And we'll talk about that a little bit more today at at the event that you described. Um, This is not new in history. I mean, Frederick Bastiat wrote about this back in the 1840s. Uh, What do you do? the, the, The dilemma is what do you do when those who are charged with upholding the law use the law to break the law? And and that's actually what we're witnessing. We're witnessing those those who are charged with upholding it actually using it using the, the me- mechanizations of law to to actually do lawless things. And um, one of the things that we're going to talk about today is is and, and just I'm kind of saying this in summary is this will make you crazy. This 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 this, this is designed to make you crazy. But what we need, I think, to, to recognize is that one of the things that we need to do, and we'll talk about this, is don't go crazy, go local. We need to go local. We need to have our, our local officials understand the Constitution. We need to understand it. We need to understand what law is and what law isn't so that we're not easily fooled and manipulated and oppressed. So I want to uh, uh, amen to what you've said, and I'm so excited to have this opportunity to bring, uh, m- of course, Michael Peruca was a former candidate for attorney general here in Maryland, and he is a constitutional attorney and expert. So we will be learning not only today, there's, this is going to begin a process that will start today about us taking our power back and using our constitution as it's designed and intended to be and you'll be doing trainings and things and we'll talk about that okay and we'll have you back but i want to talk about what you said about this is this is a this world war three and we are at war and these j6ers are prisoners of war make no mistake so 
We are in a psyops war. What they did to Matthew Perna was destroy him from the inside out using psychological warfare. Michael, how do we stop this? How do we take it back? Well, one thing we need to do is to, we need to, we need to know the rules. We need to one one of the reasons one of the reasons this has happened to us. I mean, and, and let me say first of all, I don't have a silver bullet that I, that that no, nobody does. Nobody has a silver bullet, but there are there are there are, there are logical, practical, palpable things that we can do to improve our position and and improve our ability to fight against this this uh, uh, the, to fight this war. First of all, we need to understand that it is a war. Um, uh, but but we need one of the things that's gotten us into this situation is that when lawlessness has occurred uh, in in lesser ways, we don't recognize it. We haven't stood up against it. We haven't fought against it. We haven't. We're we're basically uh, just deluded into thinking things are lawful just because we're told by the you know the agents of government or the, or the agents of the media, et cetera. Um, and well, let me we, let me answer something. Able- let me say this: what we so what you're saying. Don't be an okie doke. We the people cannot be okie doke. Okie doke. This is the way it is. Okie doke. No. When it's wrong, it's wrong, and we must say so. Go ahead. Now that's you're you're right. See, many people have kind of a backwards idea about the Constitution, and we'll talk more about this. But but the the idea that it, that it, our our Constitution is is a Constitution of limited and enumerated powers. The government only has the powers that we've specifically listed that they, that they have. They don't have anything else. And and we we tend to we've we've begun to think that well as long as the Constitution doesn't prohibit them from doing it, then they can do it. They have this broad range. No, that's exactly the the, the inverse way of looking at it. Um, they only have the powers we give them. We have government by consent of the governed, and we didn't consent to any of these things. But we we need to we need to uh, be able to understand and articulate that, and we need local law enforcement officials, and this is why I, I work with the, the, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, um, Sheriff Max organization, because we, we because the local sheriffs and police chiefs need to know what the rules are and stop in, stop being the, the, commis, the, the tyrant or the little commissar of the tyrant. They need to be the defenders of us, and, and that's, that's what we need to, to be able to, to articulate and defend. So that's my dear friend, Michael Perutka, and God bless him and his work in educating so many people about the Constitution. And, and it's, it's a rich document. I'm holding it in my hands right now. And I want to remind us of the way it starts. And I think sometimes we take some words for granted because they become rote and kind of fall off our, our tongue haphazardly. But I want to say the beginning of it again, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. Establish justice. Okay, that's a little bit at stake right now. Ensure domestic tranquility. Well, we don't have that. Provide for the common defense. Well, look at our southern border. Promote the general welfare. People are suffering right now, not only because of the health mandates, but because of a crashing economy that's going to get a whole lot worse, and the dollar is disintegrating in value. And secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Well, you've just heard what happened to the Jan Sixers. 
and the people that have been attacked who are moms and dads standing up at a board of elections or board of education or the people who are pro-lifers who've been arrested. There is no liberty anymore unless it's sanctioned. This is outrageous. And I have with me in studio my dear friend, Natalie, and we're going to talk a little bit about this. So, Natalie, what are your thoughts? You you and I have been through this journey together, and we've talked a little bit about this show and wanting to look past in order to look forward. What do you think? I think it's our opportunity to really get involved, kind of wake up, look around, see how you can make a difference. You really have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I was raised on a farm. You get muddy. You brush yourself off. You get through the muck. And you look forward as to how you want it to be, how it should be. And integrity is really the fine line that really helps to describe how you operate. And if you hold yourself accountable, you can hold others accountable. So... Integrity is pretty clear. I mean, it's black and white. It's not complicated. We make it complicated when we come with reasons and justifications for why we do things that don't have integrity, right? Well, I just needed to do this or, oh, I, I was running late for that. No, just own it. You know, integrity is black and white. It's, it's crystal clear. And about four years ago, I remember starting the year with saying, okay, this is going to be the year of integrity. And what happened was everything that was not integrity started showing up in flying colors, right? So I think what we have to do is is now look at the future. And, you know, as I look at, you know, this year, and I, I really recommend people go back to the podcast page and look at some of these shows that we did because the content was right on. And sometimes we were ahead of schedule. When you look at the Department of Justice, what they've been doing, weaponizing the government against the people who are not on their team, who are not bought and paid for, debanking, you know, the machine gun nest. I mean, that was outrageous before any conviction. Right. You don't have the right to come into my money unless you can prove you have a right to come into my money. You know, that's it, the whole thing is nuts. So I want to look at the notion that we can fix this because I think there are a lot of people like this is so screwed up. Not sure how we pull this out of the mud as you using your, you know, story, analogy. analogy right. right. So what do you think are the things you said people need to get involved? What do you think are the things that people need to do? We know that the election deadline for voter rolls is coming up and you came up with a really cute idea <laughs> for how we can clean up the voter rolls. And I love it. Why don't you share that? So if you look at how everything is so messed up in our voting and our voter rolls and there seems to be you know active players inactive players and then they've noticed 98,000 blank ballots all this stuff is very convoluted and unless you're like working with the data you have nowhere like where do we start right so my idea was just to look find one person on the street to sweep the street go on and around the block, get your information, make it all consistent, build your criteria, 
send your foot soldiers out there to knock on every door, find out how many people live in each home, you know, find out if there are voters, if they're eligible voters, and you kind of go from there. And then you just sweep the street with all those numbers and you have someone, you know, gathering all this up. So what I envision, and I did this with my precinct, by the way, I've gone through every voter in my precinct from the 2020 list. Um, There are six issues on my street alone. We only have 13 houses. So I'm got to now check that against the 2022. There was a case where, get this listeners, your state of Maryland was telling you that you don't have the right to get your voter list if you're going to use it to make sure that people are voting properly. Transparency in government? Uh, No. So it's outrageous what they're saying is you can't hold me to account. I'm above the law. You're not. This isn't the consent of the governed, which is what Michael said. Mm -hmm. This is we're doing to you as we choose to do to you and you shall comply. So. We need to stand up against this. There was a case. I don't know the outcome. Do you know the outcome of that case? I do not. Okay. Well, we'll, I think we'll report back on that in, in the next week or so as to where that is. But here's the thing. February 10th is the deadline in Maryland to clean up our voter rolls. So what I would like to do, and I'm going to have Fred Profiter from the Frederick Conservative Club uh, on shortly, and I'll ask him to share with you, you know, what he has for, you know, the way to clean this up and how we can work with getting those voter rolls. So as soon as Fred calls in, uh, we'll we'll share that. But you can go through your your streets and and you can sort the list. It's an Excel. You just put it to an Excel, sort it by the street name, then sort it by your your street numbers, and then sort it by unit numbers. One of the things we found, we had a listener as a result of me covering this. He emailed me and said that he had somebody saying they had unit A at their house. That he didn't have a unit A. It's a single family home. So what they're doing is they're creating false addresses. They're creating duplicate names by changing, either adding an initial or misspelling it, a quick typo, those sorts of things that are causing additional people to be embedded in the voter rolls and doing what we call padding the voter rolls. Doug Frank has been, you know, really fantastic on covering some of that stuff. Yeah, go ahead. We found that in the FEC.gov data as well. And that's the Federal Election Commission that's overseeing all voter rolls for the nation. And then it's it's drills down to the different uh, states and then the the counties, correct? Right, right. But it's also the funding and all this mask funding that has occurred because of these duplicate uh, donations and duplicate folks that don't even exist. So we're going to get really deep into that because there's a correlation and a connection between the voter rolls and the voter donations. And they have... Most definitely, I say they, the government, the unelected bureaucrats have been mucking, that's M, mucking with the voter rolls and the data. We've also seen this in the VARES report. So we know 
they are obstructing justice and truth and uh, consent of the governed by manipulating and obscuring, messing with the data. So we're going to go ahead and bring on Fred Profiter. He's got an event coming up. As you all may be aware, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. This has been something that I've covered for years and have a real heart for the work. Operation Underground Railroad has done a fantastic job. And, of course, they released uh, the story about Sound of Freedom is about their their operations. Good morning, Fred. Welcome to the Jen Charlton Show. It's great to have you back. Good morning, Jen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So tell us, you have an event coming. Let's hope. (laughs) What's that? I said let's hope it's a happy New Year. Well, let's make it so. Yeah, 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 uh, you know, prayer works for sure. Hope, I don't think, does much. You know, that was Obama's thing, hope and change. Look what it got us, a big hot mess. So, uh, right, so tell us about your event on January 8th. Uh, This is our fourth annual uh, Human Trafficking Awareness uh, Program. Uh, We have Eric Colton from Untrafficked, who is a local as our keynote, and also bringing in uh, Jenna Quinn, who is a victim of human trafficking, and who um, Jenna's law has actually written about, which uh, requires uh, uh, human trafficking education in schools and whatnot. Okay. So, so where's your event? You're going to have it at the Frederick Elks Lodge, correct? That's... Uh, uh on January 8th? Yes, January 8th. It's the uh, Frederick Elks Lodge, 684. At, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 689. And it's at 284 Willowdale Drive. And it goes from 6 to 9 p.m. Everybody can buy their tickets. Where do they go, Fred, to get their tickets? It's really easy. They can just go to fccc3cs.us and the on the landing page of our website, right up top is the uh, uh, banner to click on, and it'll take you to the RSVP, and you can buy your tickets there. Okay, and they're also looking for sponsors, you guys, so if you want to step up and sponsor a table or something, do that. All right, Fred, I have a question for you. We're talking about voter rolls, and I just wanted to see if there's some way you can help us and our listeners get access to how we how do we clean up our voter rolls so that we have the opportunity for a fair election in 2024? Well, I've applied to the uh, Board of Elections for the latest voter rolls, and they have been slow walking it. And uh, I I called again on Wednesday, and they said, oh, the man who's handling it is out of the office until January 3rd, so he's on holiday vacation. Even though I put my paperwork in weeks ago, they're still slow walking it. So, so but, they have no other competent. You know, hold on, let, no, let me wrap this around. So, they have no other competent individuals in their offices who are capable of generating such a document. There's only one guy who has the knowledge, expertise, and know-how. Are they really that dumb? Um. That's a rhetorical (laughs) question. The point being, it's outrageous that we're paying these people to do their damn job and they're not doing that. Okay, so uh, here's what we're going to do. Everybody listening, here's what I want you to do. I want you to reach out to your local delegates and state senators 
and I want you to pound them. I also want you to call the Office of Constituent Services for the governor, and I want you to pound them with requests for voter rolls, voter integrity, voter IDs, get rid of the ballot boxes, let's clean this mess up. And who's in charge is we the people. They work for us. And our tax dollars pay their paychecks. And they need to show up and and put up. <laughs> so it's time for us to hold them to account. So everybody, please reach out to your delegates, your state delegates, your state senators. And uh, regardless if you're listen- listening from West Virginia or Pennsylvania or Arizona, wherever you are, this is your duty. This is your responsibility to make sure we clean up our voter rolls and we demand transparency, accountability and accuracy in our votes. Period. End of story. Fred, anything further about that? How do they get to you to get that voter information? Uh, they can reach out to me at the uh, on our website. Uh, email me at info at FrederickCountyConservativeClub.com. Okay, and everybody, I also want you to contact the election board offices in your jurisdiction. Every county and Baltimore City have their own election board office for that jurisdiction. They are accountable to you. They have a responsibility to, to do an honest day's work and do their damn job. It's time for us to stand up and make them do what we need them to do so that we have a clean voter roll. I had six issues on my my street alone. There were houses with six and seven and eight names. There were people, when I researched them, that were at, located on the voter roll at a particular address, but they had moved and it was registered as an old address when I investigated their, them on, on online. So you can dig into your area. The bottom line is, you know the people on your street. So if you sweep your own street and you clean up that voter roll, if everybody takes charge of this situation, we'll get it done. But we need to make sure that that information gets to them as soon as possible, because what are they doing? What did Fred just say? They're slow walking it. It's disgusting government bureaucracy game playing, and it's harming our country. And enough is enough. Okay, thank you, Fred. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you on January 8th at your event. All right, thank you. Take care now. All right, bye-bye. So what do you think, Natalie? I think it's time to look forward, get involved, to make this year count, because February 10th is coming up, like you say. Uh, You've covered a lot of content I think the best thing that people need to do is rip that Band-Aid off, go through the content on the podcast, make yourself aware it's your responsibility to make sure yeah, nobody that else we is have, coming. right, that we have transparency, that we have accountability, and we don't. People are getting selected, not elected, and we can't, we can't stand for that any longer. So I want to let everybody know the Maryland scorecard is in the process of being released And the numbers are staggering in Maryland alone. It's in excess of 80,000 election violations. And I believe each one is a felony, isn't it? Absolutely. So 
you know, the, the challenge we have here is it's it's so bad that people are afraid to come clean. But if you know something and you see something, you got to say something. And it doesn't matter at this point if you're if you're if you're not the perpetrator with intent to harm we the people by robbing us of our votes by, as Robert Bozes said, suppressing our vote. Because if they put in two votes that are bogus to every one of my vote, my vote now has 50 percent weight. That's how data works. Right. It's diluted. It's diluted. So at this point, we're in a crisis situation. It's fourth down and 10 and we're behind. Okay, so we need to make sure that no matter what we win this game, we must win. We must restore our nation to a nation of prosperity and peace and freedom. And and the, the people who are running out of the White House and operating in such a way that we're allowing millions and millions and millions and millions of people to dilute our nation, to dilute our vote, to dilute our prosperity, to dilute our liberty. Those people have violated the Constitution. They have committed acts of treason, and they need to be held accountable. 2024 is do or die, because if we don't make it through 2024 election, we won't have a nation. Amen. And, and this is a tough one, tough pill to swallow, but we'll, we're going to bring some hope. No, we're going to bring some prayer to 2024. <laughs> have a great end of year. Happy Thanks, New Jim. Year.